This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 493. Thanks for listening once again. Great to have you with us. This is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we go through the products unveiled at Apple's peak performance event. Screen Australia has created a $6 million fund for emerging game developers and the new dating app that can fast track your path to love. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a listen to the LG X-Boom 360 speaker. We'll also take a look at Panasonic's personal air purifier, and we'll share our thoughts on the teaser trailer for the upcoming Disney Plus series Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, Apple held its peak performance event, and now I understand why it was called peak performance, because there was one of the announcements was the Mac Studio, and there were some upgrades to their M1 Silicon, and it's all about performance. But I think it was it was strange in a way that it was all about kind of entry-level products, like the iPhone SE, which we, we predicted. But then it also they also announced the updated iPad Air, which we'll get to in a minute. But then it was all about the M1 Ultra. Uh, it's this new silicon that combines the two M1 Max. They've fused them together with this special technology to create a bigger, better, faster chip. And then they introduced the Mac Studio, which is this high, super high-end desktop Mac computer. It's like a headless Mac, so it's just the, just the actual computer there's no attached display there is a separate separate display that they 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 have also announced called the studio display so uh that was kind of the high-end stuff but it all started though with the events kicked off with the iphone some new green iphones and we're going to go through them quickly for you right now Let's start off with uh, let's let's kick off with the green iPhones. That was an uh, interesting announcement last year. They announced purple. I think was the color the color they announced for the iPhone 12 and the 12 Pro. This time out, they decided that green was the color for the new iPhone for the iPhone 13. So the, the iPhone 13 is the exact same iPhone 13 that was released a few months ago. This time though, it is available in green, and the iPhone 13 Pro is going to be available in Alpine green. And again, same spec, same phone, just a different color. So iPhone 13, 6.1 inch display. Uh, The iPhone 13 mini as well gets the green color, 5.4 inches. And the iPhone 13 Pro, an iPhone 13 Pro Max. So Pro is 6.1, Pro Max 6.8. 
uh, inch displays, they get the alpine green uh, color as well. So that 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 is in addition to the existing colors of the range as well. So uh, if you're into green, if green's your color, then you're in luck, and they go on sale on uh, March 18. Moving along to another iPhone, and this is the one I think of uh, that had a lot of interest around it. This is the iPhone SE, the 2022 version. And uh, interestingly, the iPhone SE is not released every year. It's two years since they released an iPhone SE, and probably two years before that. So this is a seasonal product. It's not an annual product. So they, they, they decide to get around to it every couple of years. This time out, and familiar design, same design as the previous year. So the 4.7-inch display, the home, the home button with the Touch ID built in, single-lens 12-megapixel camera on the back. So design-wise, feature-wise, uh, the same as before. But it's under the hood that they've made all of the improvements, and that starts off with the new A15 Bionic processor. So that's uh, that that's the same processor that's on board the iPhone 13. So performance-wise, it's it's on par with the iPhone 13, despite it having this older design. It's also IP67 rated as well for water and dust resistance. So the A15 Bionic, what it enables is a few features. So apart from the performance and the speed of the of the device, which is a lot faster now, but it also means now the iPhone SE can can also handle features like live text in the camera app. Yeah, with with it when with iPhone 15, iOS 15, which is on board already. So that that allows you to recognise text in images and and act on that information. So say for example, there's a sign with a phone number on it. You can hold up the camera. It'll the text will be recognised, and you can actually then if there's a phone number, you can just press it. It'll come up for, as an option for you to call that number. So that is now enabled as well. The camera will still has its same 12 megapixel resolution, but now also includes smart HDR4. So that's high dynamic range four. So that your pictures are going to look a lot better. So that, that's all in the computational uh, improvements there. You also get photographic styles, which is the different modes as well, which, which is also introduced with uh, iPhone 13. Uh, also deep fusion and portrait mode. So you're getting all of these. Deep fusion uses machine learning and it processes images, optimizes everything, the texture, the detail, the noise and all of that, and just produces a much better photograph. Portrait mode also goes to the next level thanks to that additional computation strength as well. Now, the other thing they've added, of course, is 5G. So that really brings it up to your modern specs. Uh, and for, for someone who, an iPhone customer who doesn't want to spend big money, they don't want to spend 1500 2000 bucks on an iPhone. They still want an iPhone. They're happy with the design. The home, the, the home button, Touch ID, many people, myself included, think that's actually a faster way to unlock your phone. You don't have to hold it up to your face. It is much faster if you're making Apple Pay payments. So a lot of people are happy to, to, that, that they've still got just the home button for Touch ID and happy with 4.7-inch display, happy with the whole form factor. And this is a phone they'll hang on to for years. So the people who are probably going to buy this phone probably had the iPhone 7 and 8 and have been holding on to them. They just want something now that's a bit faster, that's going to be compatible with the years to come for software updates as well. So iPhone iPhone SE starts at 719 bucks for the 64 gig, 799 for the 128 gig, 
uh, nine sixty nine for the two fifty six gig as well goes on sale also on March eight and pre orders have already opened. Uh, moving along to the iPad Air, uh, this was another expected update. It already had its design refresh last time. And this was iPad Air went from having a home button to having an all-screen design like the iPad Pro. Now, this is the second model with the all-screen design, but the big difference here, M1 processor. So what that's done, that's kind of doubled the the 60% faster than the previous model and uh, two times faster graphics performance as well. Again, enabling all these other features. Touch ID is built into the top button of of iPad Air. It doesn't have Face ID. that's, That's reserved for the iPad Pro. Uh, But this also has, if you're going to put a SIM card in it, 5G connectivity. So we're seeing a theme here. Everything's coming up to 5G standard now, the iPhone SE, now the iPad Air. It too goes on sale March 18, starts at 929 for the 64 gig Wi-Fi only, 1,159 for the 64 gig Wi-Fi plus cellular, 1,159 bucks for the 256 gig Wi-Fi only, and 1,389 dollars for the 256 gig Wi-Fi plus cellular. Now, moving on to the main event of the evening, I reckon. Now, this was it took up most time in the show, uh, in the in the uh, in the event, I should say, and and also had I think the developers, uh, high end users, musicians, filmmakers had them the most excited, and it's called Mac Studio for a reason because the people who use this this level of performance need this level of performance are probably in a studio either recording music editing film creating games developing creating writing code 3d rendering uh texture mapping all these things that are happening in a studio for the typical high-end user who were kind of getting the job done with with the previous maybe they had a mac pro or another high-powered apple device maybe even a mac mac laptop a macbook pro and this, though, has kind of taken it to the next level. And as I mentioned, it is powered by the M1 Ultra processor, which it says most powerful chip for a personal computer ever produced. Big claim. They backed it up with some stats and saying that it's the nearest, the highest performing performing PC is not within QE of this thing. This Mac Studio itself is pretty small, 19.7 centimetres wide, so it's 90.7 centimetres square, so it's 90.7 on either side, 9.5 centimetres tall, so it's like having like three Mac Minis almost stacked on top of each other. And they also introduced the Studio Display. This is a 27-inch 5K Retina display, which has its, which is also powered by its own chip as well. I think it's the A13 chip on board there and also has a 12-megapixel front-facing camera as well as a six-speaker sound system. Mac Studio Studio Display will also go on sale March 18. Now, we're talking here the sort of computational power that your typical filmmaker, film editor, game developer, photographer, videographer, 3D artist, these are the sort of people who are licking their lips for this thing. Uh, if you're a videographer, for example, you could you'd be able to edit multiple camera projects and more streams of 8K than ever before. So more color correction, fluid playback, encoding video for final delivery. If you're a photographer, you're probably sorting through thousands of images, videos, 
app developers can build new versions of code with amazing speed uh, and musicians and producers can work on hundreds of tracks, plugins, virtual instruments all playing at the same time. 3D artists also working with more extreme geometry, editing all these massive projects and environments that were previously well, not, not, well, almost impossible to render but would take hours. And one of the developers, well, I love the quote that, that one of them said, she said, this thing is so fast for what I do before, for what I was doing, I, don't now, I now don't have time to stir my coffee before this thing get, does its stuff. So that's a massive endorsement. Let's talk about, though, the, the studio display as well. This is a 27-inch uh, 5K retina display, 14.7 million pixels. It, it's available in a few versions, depending on if you want to tilt it and raise it up and down, and, or there's a Visa mount as well. Uh, it's not cheap either, by the way. The, the Mac Studio, let, well, let's start with Mac Studio starts at $3,099 for the M1 Max configuration. Or if you want to go to the new M1 Ultra, which is this big, big daddy chip, that's six thousand and ninety-nine bucks. Studio display is two thousand four hundred and ninety-nine, and it's three thousand for the tilt and height adjustable version. So if you you spec one of these Mac Studios up, you're looking at like twelve thousand dollars if it's fully specced up with up to one hundred twenty-eight gig of RAM, more memory, uh, all all the all the bells and whistles. You're looking at solid money. And studio displays, you probably want to make, if you're, you're legitimately setting up studio, you probably need two or three of them. So it's a serious investment. But I think when you look at the kind of projects this would be used on, say you probably say an, an editor for a $100 million Hollywood film, uh, that this that part of the budget for spending $30,000 is, is, is nothing. So it is relative to the user, uh, uh, like a, a general user probably like yourself or me, uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get this anywhere near its its potential. Uh, I'd be hardly scratching the surface of this its performance. Uh, so it would really be trying to break an egg with a sledgehammer. So there's so much power there for for. Uh, I wouldn't even put. It wouldn't even break a sweat with me using it. But uh, but I'm not your typical user for this. We're talking someone who, uh, as I mentioned, all those other people before, app developers, videographers, musicians, producers, all those sorts of people. And again, all of this goes on sale on March 18. That's the roundup of the Apple Peak Performance event. If you want to find out more, I have written stories on all of those products and you can find it at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Moving right along, Screen Australia has come to the party. They've created a $6 million fund for local emerging game developers. Now, Screen Australia is the, the body that it, it, it uh, encourages uh, film productions and, and funding and really tries to it, – it's probably better known for supporting the film industry in Australia. And if you go to their website, every, the whole thing is covered with, with images from Australian productions like The Dry and all these other shows and, and you know, Hollywood productions that were created in Australia and uh, Film Finance Corporation, all, all these – locally produced sort of helping boost the local Australian film industry. Well, what Screen Australia's done now, they announced a few days ago, there's a $6 million fund that they're going to allow, they're going to offer to gamers, to game developers. So the, the, these little Australian companies that uh, can now apply for, to, for part of that $6 million fund uh, and now it really does validate 
their value to the Australian market. So gaming, for, for so long, gaming has been, I think a lot of, a lot of people won't, don't understand the size and scale of gaming, the popularity of gaming in Australia. And we're not talking just about the local local productions and developers who I'll talk about in a minute are world world renowned, but just the sheer size of the market in Australia, it is bigger than the movie industry. The box office, I don't think, it, is not as big as the local Australian gaming industry. And we're talking game people buying games, consoles. So the whole ecosystem, the whole category in Australia, is bigger than the movie industry. And it's it's it is as I said validation for from Screen Australia that they've have developed this fund for game developers. Now the funding will include up to three million dollars and run for the twenty twenty one and twenty two and also the twenty two twenty three financial years. Uh, the other there'll be there'll be funding available for for. Uh, developers who are working on projects with budgets below half a million dollars, uh, companies that are developing higher budget games with more than five hundred thousand dollars, so more than half a million, they'll also receive a thirty percent tax offset from July one this year as part of the federal government's digital gains tax offset. So really encouraging development, and you get a tax break if you do. Now a lot of people are unaware, as I mentioned earlier that some of the most popular games of the last few years were created right here in Australia. Did you know that Fruit Ninja is an Australian game produced by, I think it's Half Brick is the name, they're based out of Brisbane. Crossy Road, another Aussie production. Hollow Knight, framed from a few years ago, all produced right here in Australia. And it's great to see they're being supported by Screen Australia. Big move. Really happy that this is happening for them. Uh, there is a link on the bottom of my story. If you are if you are eligible, uh, if you want to apply for the grant, there is a link to the guidelines and the application form at the bottom of our story on Tech Guide. But such great news for developers and the whole industry in Australia, thanks to Screen Australia's $6 million fund. If you want to read more about it, you know where to go. Check it out at techguide.com.au. Right, next up, we're talking about a dating app, and uh, I've been married nearly 30 years, so dating apps uh, have no experience on them, uh, and so don't really, can't really talk from experience. I know how they work, I know all about them, but I know that there's Tinder, I know there's Bumble, I kind of know the basics, you've got to match up with someone, so you scroll through all these the, these people on the on the app, and if, if, you've, if you've liked someone and they've liked you back, that's a match, I know that much. Uh, Tinder, Bumble, they kind of work the same way, then the next step is to message them and try to stand out from the crowd from all the other messages they've received, and then try to take it again to, uh, if you've engaged with them and say, hi there, how you doing, and let's meet up, and all of that stuff. That's how it works right now. But there's a new Australian app called Hello Tiger that's changed all of it, turned it on its head, let's say. And how this works, it really cuts out all the red tape. It cuts out, not red tape, it just cuts out all the, all the bull. It, it, it lets you dive in headfirst. So there's no games, 
no scams. We, we spoke weeks ago about romance scams and how people lead them on. You know, they don't meet. They they get to know you, fall in love with you without ever meeting you, and then ask you for money. And that that's we've spoken about that in the past. Scams that are more than forty million dollars have been lost in Australia. So, with all of that in mind, Hello Tiger decided we're going to do it different. And how they're going to do it different is. Like the conventional dating apps, you do find a match. So if you have found a match, instead of you trying to send a message saying, hi there, how are you, or whatever, you, you the next step for you is a 60-second video chat. No messages, 60-second video chat, so you can see right away if there's a spark between you. So there's a couple of benefits here. A, it speeds things up, so there's no games being played. No one's catfishing anyone else. And the other thing is, and you're talking to them straight away, and also seeing exactly what they look like and exactly what they're like in this 60-second elevator pitch, if you like. So this, instead of instead of you stuffing around with messages back and forth, do we meet, do you want to talk, whatever, here it just sort of, it kind of throws you into the deep end and you have to have to progress you have to have the 60-second video chat. It is mandatory if you want to keep talking to that other person within the app. So if you've got to pluck up the courage, put yourself out there, 60-second chat. If you feel that goes well, then you can continue. Now, this, this removes all the barriers, makes it all real, makes it all immediate. And so you're seeing exactly who you match with. And for those on dating apps, I'm sure you've found this where the profile picture is all stylized and maybe a few years old and doesn't reflect that person as they are today. I know there's a lot of you nodding right now. But with Hello Tiger, get this, you cannot grab a photo for your profile picture. You can't grab it from your camera roll. You have to snap a selfie right then and there. And you have to update it weekly. And again, no no camera rolls, selfie on the spot. So I think, again, that, that makes it genuine, makes it real, makes it realistic. So uh, I'm sure plenty of people have been disappointed when the person that turns up sitting opposite them at the table looks nothing like their, their uh, profile picture. Also, too, prevents anyone from trying to catfish. In the, there's plenty of people who've used these fake fake profile images that, that doesn't look anything like that, that isn't them, puts it, does away with that as well. So Hello Tiger, if you want to speed things up, that's the way you can do it. It's a free app to download from the App Store and the Google Play Store. And uh, I think if you want to fast track your path to love, this could very well be it. If you want to take a closer look at that and also see how it works, there's images and screenshots at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling and more? And what happens if you're doing all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of the house. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Are you ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out more 
at netgear.com.au slash best Wi-Fi. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Let's kick off the Tech Guide reviews with a big sound from a big product, and that is the LG X-Boom 360 speaker. Now, this is a big boy, this one. This is a 51.4 centimetres tall, uh, this speaker is. Uh, 24, nearly 25 centimetres wide, weighs 5.8 kilos. You could probably use it for a bit of weight training at home as well. There's a big handle on top. You could easily uh, do some curls with this thing. Uh, it is uh, pretty heavy, but there is a handle, as I said, so you can carry it around uh, room to room or into the yard or wherever you want, not want to take it. There is a rechargeable battery on board. You can also run it, of course, from your mains power. But it is a Bluetooth speaker. It does pair up with your mobile device and streams your content and is meant to be a party speaker. And its unique design, the name gives it away, the X-Boom 360, it's designed to give you excellent sound no matter where you are. So if you've got this in the middle of the room, there's no, like, a you know, the traditional speakers, more traditional shape speakers have a sweet spot. You want to sit in the middle. For this one, the, everywhere is a, sweet, is a sweet spot. So if you're sitting near it, standing near it, it's going to sound good in all directions. That's a, a remarkable feat of engineering right there. The music quality is, is really solid no matter where you happen to be located. Now, under the hood, there's a titanium tweeter with a diaphragm that can manage all the clear highs, so the high the high notes, while there's a glass fibre, it's 5.25 inches wide, a woofer, that also comes into play, and that's what handles the vocals, and that also helps with the duct structure to then pump out really solid bass and the large mid-tones as well. So top to bottom, it's working, all working together in unison, and the result is this really big sound, big, excellent sound. So it's really, it, it is quite a large scale sound, but it does still offer all the detail to shine through as well. So whether you're powering a party or just listening to music in a room, it can handle all of those jobs. Physical buttons on top, on along the top edge, so if you're close enough to it, you can control the speaker yourself. And it does produce really good sound. I've got to say, I was very impressed with this. Uh, and when, when you turn it up pretty loud, it can get quite loud. Uh, but there's hardly any distortion at all. It's really good. It's still crisp and uh, the, the music's quite clear, even though uh, you've jacked up the volume to maximum. There's an auxiliary in port as well, so you can connect it to a physical source. So uh, you've got a cable to, I don't know, an old iPod or, or some other deck or something. Uh, but it is Bluetooth, of course, so you can be streaming your music through to, to the speaker as well. And uh, the good thing about this thing too, it, it sounds great, but also looks good as well. It's really nice design, and it also puts on a light show. So just below inside the, there's an air, there's like a, a, a space for the air to come out, this vent structure. And just above the vent, this up-firing speakers in the middle there, there is a, there is a, a conical-shaped light that is, uh, has a different presets and different modes, whether it's just ambient mode or you want a party mode, you want it to be like disco lights or just to be just to be nice changing in time with the music, whatever you want. There's all these various presets so that not only is it great to listen to, but it's also pretty nice to look at as well. It really does add uh, a lot of atmosphere to the whole experience. 
So, uh, yeah, big tick for that as well. It does have a companion app, the XBoom app, which is free on iOS and Android. So you can even uh, try your hand at DJing as well. So you can be scratching from your phone or have other effects like phases and flanges, electric guitar sound effects, delays and loops. The app also allows you to tweak the sound a little bit. So whether you want a bit more bass, there's plenty of bass to begin with, but you want even more bass, it allows you to click uh, to tick that button, that, that option as well, tick the box. There are, there's also a few pre sort of presets on uh, if you want your diff, different music types. There's uh, that you can also try those uh, equalizer settings as well. Uh, but all, all, all up, I've got to say, really nice sound. Battery life up to 10 hours on a full charge. So you could take this out all day, be listening to music. You don't have to be tied to the PowerPoint. But if you're at home, you might, if you're near enough, you can just keep it plugged in. And that'll also charge the battery, of course, uh, as well. And look, it is designed to be a go-anywhere speaker. So the handle's there for a reason. It is really easy to carry around, even though it's like 5.4 kegs. It's, it's not light, but it is designed to move from room to room or outside, wherever you need to go. One downside, though, it doesn't have a water resistance rating. So even though you can take it anywhere, be careful where you take it because if this is out in the weather or near a pool or something, that, that it's not water resistant. So just keep that in mind as well. One other little disappointment too, it would be great if the X-Boom 360 was a smart speaker. Normally, speakers that are smaller and cheaper than this are either Google Assistant or Alexa or both. This is neither. It doesn't have Google Assistant, does not have Alexa, so you can't voice control this or stream, play the radio through it or whatever you want to play through it without having to physically connect it, physically control it through uh, through your phone or with the buttons on board. That would have been uh, that would have been a great addition to having this as a smart speaker as well. Sadly, it's not. But look, it's not a deal breaker if you just want to play your good music, control it from the from your device. That is what you get with the LG X-Boom speaker, which is stunning, by the way. Beautiful design. The light show's awesome. It's also now $469. It's down from the usual $569. That's on the LG website, by the way, too. So 100 bucks off if you jump in now. That's a special price, and you will not be disappointed with the sound quality. It's an excellent audio experience, and that light really does also uh, play the part as well. It's really an overall great experience. Great music and a light show. All in one. If you want to take a closer look at that, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Next up, we're talking about air purifiers. And in particular, Panasonic has launched the portable Nano X generator. This is a personal air purifier. And you may be surprised to learn, though, that, and, and this always comes up whenever we talk about air purifiers, no matter what size they are, the surprising stat is that indoor air is often worse than the air outside. And the reason being is that the air inside can't go anywhere. Once it's there, it's there. It's all of the outside air is always circulating and moving around. But in your house, the air quality, if it's bad, it's going to stay bad because there's no, no real airflow. But if you have, of course, an air purifier, then that all changes. Now, Panasonic has always had their Nano X technology. They've been around for a while with that to, with that tech to reduce indoor pollutants. They've just now introduced the portable Nano X generator to sort of shrink down the company's air purifying technology to a desktop. 
So it actually looks like, when you look at it, it looks like a travel mug. It's not a travel mug size and same shape too, by the way. So you probably use this in your car. So it does help filter the air near you. So this is a personal air purifier. And when you think about now with people are coming back to work, they're a lot more conscious of air quality. In fact, Panasonic commissioned some research and found that 61% of Australians believed air quality has a significant effect on their health. Uh, so I think that that sort of that says a lot where uh, people, as I mentioned, are, are starting to come back into the office to work, that they're concerned about the purity of the air. Air purifiers had been deployed, have been already deployed in schools to help circulate the air to prevent the spread of the COVID and things like that. But also too, any other household contaminants, odors, uh, other things in the air, whether it's dander from your pets or uh, some some stuff that that your furniture is giving off, like the formaldehyde in furniture, can also uh, also be in the air as well. All of these contribute to the air quality in your home. And if you've got a product that can help filter all that out, then your the air you're breathing is going to be a lot cleaner and keep you a lot healthier. Now, the, the Nano X generator, the portable one, as I said, it's pretty small. It's small enough to sit on the desk near you, so it can handle just clearing, cleaning your personal space. It's 17 centimetres tall, weighs 400 grams, and it's powered through a USB cable, so you can connect it either to your wall charger or to port on your computer. And so at this size, it's it's really easy to take anywhere. As I said, it looks like a travel mug, so really easy to carry it around. The device can filter 99% of indoor pollutants, including viruses, bacteria, mold, allergens, reduce odours. So the result is fresher, cleaner, healthier air for you to breathe. So the Panasonic, uh, as I said, well, well invested in the air purifier space, their nanotechnology. They've shrunk it down to the Nano X generator. And it's available now, priced at two hundred and ninety-nine bucks. And if you're serious about keeping your air clean, then uh, around you, especially if this is a personal air purifier, then this is the product for you. They do have also uh, larger products that can clean your whole house, or purify your whole house, or room. So they do have that. But this is, I think, this is kind of a, a demonstration of their technology and how it can be used in various form factors, including this really portable version that can literally go anywhere with you. So if you turn up to work, you pop this on your desk, and it is purifying the air around you. Uh, so uh, you can have pure air wherever you go, thanks to the Panasonic Portable Nano X Generator. It's priced at $299, and it's available now. If you want to see it, see what it looks like, and uh, find out some more, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Now, if you'll just indulge me a little bit here, uh, I think all of you know I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan, and I've got to say I was quite excited the other day to see the first teaser trailer for the new Disney Plus series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, uh, this is our very first glimpse. We, we kind of know roughly when it's set, but had no idea who's going who's gonna to be in, apart from the, the stars of the show and, and the storyline. We've got, still got no real idea there. But this was an amazing look at what we can expect on May 25 when, this, when Obi-Wan Kenobi starts uh, debuts on Disney+. Plus. Now, the series stars Ewan McGregor, 
who plays Obi-Wan Kenobi. So he uh, he reprises his role from the Star Wars prequels. So anyone who's seen episode one, two, and three will recognize Ewan McGregor. And I think just, just to give it, uh, to validate it, I think of terrific idea. Any other actor playing Obi-Wan Kenobi, you think, what? How can that be? But Ewan McGregor is the younger Obi-Wan Kenobi. The original Obi-Wan Kenobi was played by Alec Guinness, who has sadly long passed away. But this is, he's continuing his journey from the prequels because this is set 10 years after the events of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. So at this point, the Jedi Order has been all but wiped out thanks to Order 66 by the newly formed Galactic Empire. Obi-Wan Kenobi, at the end of Episode 3, you saw Yoda heading off in hiding to, to Dagobah and Luke delivering the baby Luke to Un- Uncle Owen and Lars Beru. Uh, so Uncle Owen, Owen Lars and Beru Lars, the, the auntie and uncle on Tatooine, and then him watching over them. And the trailer shows, the, the, it starts out with him saying, look, we lost, we're defeated, the, you know, there's no hopes gone. And the next thing you see is him sort of looking down on the Lars homestead from far away. So we've got these his electronic binoculars and he's looking uh, at the Lars homestead, which we see from episode four. So A New Hope, that's the first time we ever saw the Lars homestead with the, the uh, underground uh, underground home and the, the igloo type uh, entrance there. And we see a close-up of a young Luke Skywalker sort of pre- pretending he's flying a starship or a pod racer or something. And then we also see Owen Lars, who is who was in Episode 3 as well. That's the Australian actor Joel Edgerton. We see him uh, in there as well. So here he is. It's set 10 years later. So Luke's 10. Owen and Baru Lars are on Tatooine. And we also find out that the Emperor has Jedi hunters out in the galaxy trying to round up the last of the Jedi. And we see Owen Lars uh, in, in the teaser trailer as well. Uh, as well as seeing a character called the Inquisitor, who's a Jedi hunter. And uh, that's kind of all they left it to us. I think a day later they showed us a, a, an image of Darth Vader. At the very end, if you listen to the very end of the teaser trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi, you'll hear Darth Vader's breathing because he's in the show. He's in it. Hayden Christensen also uh, reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker. He played Anakin, who was Luke Skywalker, who eventually turned to the dark side became Darth Vader. He is in the show. Now, I don't know whether there's going to be flashbacks before he became Darth Vader, or I understand he does play Darth Vader in the suit. They did release an image of, of Darth Vader, his silhouette. So that's exciting as well. Uh, so, boy, this is really shaping up to be quite a show. I'm counting down the days to May 25. I had a few people, I wrote something on Tech Guide. A lot of people were. were read the story and were really excited about it. I did have a couple of people suggest well, or ask me, why didn't they release it on May the 4th? May the 4th is the, if you're a Star Wars fan, May the 4th be with you. That's kind of become the Star Wars day. But May 25th this year is actually the 45th anniversary of the theatrical release of the original Star Wars film in 1977. So I think appropriate considering this is set nine years before the events of A New Hope. So it's on the 45th anniversary of Star Wars. There are screenshots and the full trailer of Obi-Wan Kenobi for, the, for there for you to enjoy. 
I cannot wait till May 25. This is excellent. Looks looks amazing, and I just can only just imagine what it's going to be like to see Darth Vader back on the screen. And again, uh, I, I don't think I mentioned it. There will be six one-hour episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And people, uh, the, some of the feedback I had was, oh, is that all there's going to be? Well, if you think about it, six one-hour episodes is six hours of TV, right? If you add up A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, guess what? Six hours. So each of the films are two hours, six hours. So we're getting the same amount of content as another trilogy. So just bear that in mind when this debuts on May 25. Set, as I said, between Revenge of the Sith 10 years later uh, and then before A New Hope. So all those other shows, The Mandalorian, Boba Fett, they're set after the events of Return of the Jedi. So way in the future here. So this, this picks it up between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. So this is all pre-Star Wars. So this is before the original Star Wars trilogy. I can't wait. May 25 cannot come soon enough. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, if you're an online gamer, you want the best performance while still helping to maintain your computer's security, and that's exactly what Norton 360 for Gamers offers. The patented Game Optimizer technology can help maximize gaming performance while still helping to maintain the level of security you come to expect from Norton LifeLock. Game Optimizer can free your PC from power-hungry programs running in the background that eat up your system's resources, helping you get more performance out of your rig. Whether you're a hardcore gamer or just a casual player, Norton 360 for Gamers helps provide multiple layers of protection for your devices, game accounts, and digital assets. Norton 360 for Gamers also includes features that help protect against cyber threats, including malware and webcam takeovers. If you want to help ensure all the available computing power of your system is allocated to the game for maximum performance, while still helping to maintain maximum protection, then put Norton 360 for Gamers on your team. Listeners of the Tech Guide podcast will receive a 50% discount to a year's subscription of Norton 360 for Gamers by using the promo code TECHGUIDE when they visit au.norton.com forward slash techguide. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk, proudly supported by our good mates at Belkin, belkin.com forward slash au. If you're after everything from cables, MagSafe products, power banks, earphones, Belkin have got you covered, belkin.com forward slash au. Uh, I often get asked, I had a question on the radio the other day actually about a customer who'd purchased a Samsung Galaxy S22 uh, after using an iPhone for years. And there was, I think, a lot of people are a little bit intimidated by making that switch. You're kind of switching ecosystems and just the actual switch from an iPhone to Android and vice versa, for that matter, uh, can be a little bit daunting. But there are applications from either side. So if you're, if you're switching from iPhone to Android, there is a smart switch app that all the major Android uh, manu- smartphone manufacturers include that can take all your contacts, your photos and everything across and vice versa. If you're going from Android to iPhone, there is also an app that allows you to take all of that away 
and have all your content on your new iPhone. So your messages, your photos, all the important stuff, contacts, all of those things. Uh, and the the thing, uh, the the call, the call that I had on the radio was, uh, I think, the, the the gentleman had attempted to do this, had attempted to uh, to switch everything across, and also uh, and and got most of the way. But he, I think, stumbled on a few on a few things where he he like for example he wanted to he wanted to say delete some apps. Uh, he didn't know like on, on an iPhone, there's a way to delete it. That so what what he he didn't understand that you had to go into the settings and look at apps and uninstall it. Whereas on an iPhone, you just press and hold it and hit the X on it. That that kind of uninstalls it for you. So had to learn those little shortcuts. That's just one example of those little intricacies, little things you need to do to uh, to to do what you normally do. So what it's it's kind of like switching from. Uh, a Holden to a Ford or one car or you get a new car it basically works the same but there's these little di- little differences that have you have to manage uh, but, the, but the result is the same uh, but there are the good news is though there are plenty of uh, ways to the smart switch apps uh, every uh, and every smartphone manufacturer has these and in the setup process it does actually ask you if you want to do this so just take it, take it, take it slow, step by step process. Uh, you can get it all done. Uh, yeah, so if you are thinking of switching camps, just know that uh, there is ways for you to do it. And that is our show for this week. Thank you for listening. If you need to find out about anything that we've spoken about on the show, you can find it at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, send us an email, info at techguide.com.au. We want to give a special shout-out to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. Please support the sponsors who proudly support the Tech Guide podcast. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. We'll be right back.